Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. Today's date is Friday, July 8th. It is 8.31 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Weekend's right around the corner. Markets are looking pretty strong. Um, a little bit of wind, wind has come out of those sales over the night last night in the price action of Bitcoin. However, uh, markets are, at my time zone are opening up at uh, eight, or one hour, 9.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so we will see if this momentum starts to pick up once the uh, market opens. That's when most of the trading volume happens anyways. And we can break through this resistance uh, that we've kind of been hanging around over the last 12 hours at that 21,600, slightly above, slightly below, and just kind of bouncing around uh, resistance levels. Uh, I think a breakout may be imminent, and uh, a lot of people are saying this is a fake out. We'll see. I'm just non-financial advice, but I think uh, this may be a little bit of a breakout. Bitcoin is so undervalued right now at 20000 uh, It's about half the value of uh, what it's been assessed by your standard credible uh, banking institutions in the States. I've all assessed Bitcoin's price value at around 40000 US, and we're sitting at half that. I think it's uh, only a matter of time before we kind of head back to at least a $30,000 level, I think would be a comfortable point for Bitcoin to set uh, sit at a in a bear market. I think we're, uh, I know a lot of people think we're going lower, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's impossible to predict the short term. Like we always say on the podcast, you got to go by your gut feeling, which is not always right. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Um, but that's your only option is go with your gut because you can't predict the future. Uh, so that's kind of your option. And then uh, hopefully your gut's right sometimes and then you make those bets and, and then you win. Um, anyways, uh, if you like the show and you want to support the show, uh, you guys asked for it and we created it. We created a Patreon uh, account with a couple tiers. Uh, if you just want to generally support the show, there's a $3 tier. If you want to, or you feel like outsourcing your news to me to listen to in the car at work or cooking dinner, or whatever you happen to be doing, uh, outsourcing that crypto news is worth a couple bucks a month. You can support the show. We have a $3 tier. And then if you want to actually contribute to the show through content uh, as well, uh, we have a $10 tier that opens it up to for you to ask questions on whatever you want the, that will be answered on Friday show starting next Friday. So not today, but it'll be next Friday. So the couple ways you guys can support the show if you wish to on Patreon, um, if you think it's worth it. And if if you want to buy a Ledger device, another way you can support the show is use the link in the description. And if you use the links, I'll get 10% of whatever kind of purchase you make. And Ledger's is a great product. That's why I chose them for my only affiliate link. And that affiliate link brings you to the official Ledger website, which is really important. Uh, when you're buying Ledger devices, you don't want to buy them off eBay or even Amazon uh, because they can be tampered with and you can lose all your coins. And that's happened. Uh, it has happened. So may, when you buy Ledger devices and your Treasure devices and any of these hardware wallets, make sure you're getting them from the official websites and not through uh, eBay, Amazon, and third-party sellers. Uh, let's get into the podcast here. 
fear and greed, we are seeing some positive movement in the upwards direction, currently sitting at a 20. No surprise there. Uh, we are uh, about double from last week, which is crazy because we were we really are only up about a thousand bucks. But uh, yeah, fear and greed went from about uh, last week was an eleven. Right now we're sitting at a twenty, so uh, we are almost double. Twenty is uh, important to note because it is still an extreme fear, but we are pressing out of it and uh, coming into the normal fear. So no longer extreme fear, we're moving into normal fear and. Uh, that move will continue to happen only if the price of Bitcoin continues to push up. Uh, it kind of feels like it is, but non-financial advice, of course, uh, don't make any trades based on my gut feeling. Use your own gut feeling. Uh, to put this in pers- into perspective, yesterday we were at an 18, last week we were at a 11, and then last month we were at a 17. So. Um, we're moving, we're above last month's levels of fear and greed. Let's take a look at the markets. The price of Bitcoin currently sitting at 21,493, uh, just below resistance. We're up 5.35% on the 24 hour and up 11% on the seven day. It's crazy that a 21,500 essentially is an 11%. Um, we're in the green by almost almost 12% on the seven days. Just crazy, isn't it? Ethereum is up 3.26% on the 24, up 15.96% on the seven day, currently sitting at $1,219. BNB, we're at 238, up 1% on the 24, up 9% on the seven day. XRP is at 33 cents, up 3% on the 24, up 8% on the seven day. Cardano, 46 cents. Uh, Cardano is Pretty flat on the 24, up 5% on the seven day. Solana is 37 bucks, creeping up towards 40 again. See if it can uh, break through that resistance at 40, uh, up 14% on the seven day and pretty flat on the 24 hour. Dogecoin is up 60, or sorry, six cents. Uh, that's up 5% on the seven day. Shiba is creeping up here. Shiba's up 4.23% uh, on the 24, sitting at lots of zeros. And uh, yeah, no point in saying all those. Up 8% on the seven day. AVAX is sitting at 20 bucks, 19.62 to be exact. That's up 2%. Matic is up almost 9% today and almost 23% on the seven day, currently sitting at 56 cents. Keep watching Matic. Uh, Shiba has actually gained on Dogecoin significantly here. Um, in market cap for the mean coins, they're kind of battling it out right now. And uh, Shiba is actually catching ground on Dogecoin. Uh, for the mean meme coin in the top 20, there is a ton of news. There's a ton of lawsuits going on and... Um, some not so good news. Some, it's all just fallout from uh, it's continued fallout from the uh, last little bit here. But there's lawsuits out the yin yang right now. Uh, lawsuits and investigations is the theme for crypto this to wrap up this week. To wrap up the first week of July, the theme is uh, lawsuits and investigations, which is. Not good, but we're shaking out these players that uh, deserve to be shaken out for the next bull market. And uh, if you're uh, a scammer or you're not above board in all aspects of your trading in the crypto space, I am happy to see you go, to be honest. 
little bit of Celsius news we'll get into first. They moved half a billion dollars of uh, wrapped Bitcoin to FTX, which is kind of strange. Uh, strange why they're not using an OTC service. Um, however, it appears to be at just first glance, it appears to look like Celsius is about to sell half a billion dollars, so 529 mil worth of wrapped Bitcoin on FTX. Why? We don't know. Uh, we'll get into the article here together. This is Cointelegraph. The crypto community is concerned that the transfer could lead to a dumping of more than 500 million Bitcoin, uh, $500 million worth of Bitcoin into the market. Uh, and battling embattled lending platform Celsius has transferred nearly 25,000 wrapped Bitcoin WBTC worth half a billion dollars to crypto exchange FTX prompting concerns from some in the community about whether a dump may soon follow. It certainly appears that way, doesn't it? Why aren't they using OTC uh, service? Why are they dumping this on a regular exchange? Half a half a billion dollars. Like, uh, it's crazy. The huge transfer to the exchange comes after lending platform paid off its remaining $41.2 million of debt to Maker, freezing up its loan entire WPTC collateral. So that was its collateral that it had on Maker that everyone was trying to headhunt and actively liquidate Celsius for over the last few weeks here. Um, they paid off that loan. Obviously, we've covered that in uh, the news over on, on this podcast over the last 48 hours or so. But now they've actually pulled that Bitcoin out, that wrapped Bitcoin out, and uh, it appears like they're about to sell it. Uh, the community is unsure what to make of the transfer, with some fearing that a dump of WPTC, WBTC on the exchange could follow, pushing Bitcoin prices down. Um, but when Bitcoin's price goes down, it opens up a buying opportunity, so it's not all negative here. Others have been more help- hopeful that the move may be in preparation for Celsius to swap the wrapped Bitcoin for BTC, which may be a good sign for depositors who've been hoping for Bitcoin withdrawals to eventually open on its Celsius platform. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's a good theory. I like that theory. I'm going to stick with that theory because uh, it's a little more positive. Uh, Bitcoin is up 8% in the past 24 hours. Yeah, we went over that in the news here. Uh, the 24,000 or 25,000 wrapped Bitcoin sent to FTX follows the news earlier today that 150,000 Bitcoin may be potentially released into the market as Mt. Gox creditors get their BTC back after an eight-year wait. <laughs> yeah, there could be this little pump we're seeing here. Oof, there's lots of potential for it to go south real fast, isn't there? Crypto lawyer Joni Pivorich, if I said that guy's name right, uh, principal of blockchain and digital assets, told Cointelegraph on Thursday that Celsius repayment with Sloan with Maker will ultimately assist its customers. I hope so. I hope he's right. Maker protocol relies on overcollateralized loan positions. So the loan repayment of $41 million worth of DAI releases 21,962 wrapped Bitcoin of capital. Yeah, went through that as well. Uh, the question is, what will Celsius do with the withdrawal collateral? Keep it in reserve for customers? or risk it to trade on land. I don't think they're going to be trading it on land. Uh, I really hope they're not trading it on land. I think that uh, they're either dumping it or they're swapping it. I think that's a pretty good um, a pretty good prediction of what could happen. The Voyager story is continuing to develop. Uh, they are in some legal trouble as it appears at first glance, currently being investigated by the FDIC. Uh, they're investigating claims about customers' funds covered by deposit insurance. Um, 
Yeah, let's get into this article because uh, this is kind of interesting. I believe Voyager, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I actually haven't dug into this. I'm kind of doing this live, but I believe Voyager actually had uh, offered insurance on their uh, customers' deposits, which uh, is proving to be ineffective or a lie. Like, I, I don't understand how you can offer uh, some kind of insurance and then offer no protection when uh, something actually happens. But we'll dig into this article together here. Uh, the FDIC investigates Voyager's claims about customer funds covered by deposit insurance. Uh, this is a referencing a report. Uh, Voyager's situation has taken another turn for the worse as the FDIC will investigate vo- previous claims made by the crypto firm shortly after filing for bankruptcy and battled cryptocurrency brokerage firm Voyager Digital has reportedly come under scrutiny from the U.S. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, for claiming the funds were FDIC insured. Uh, According to the Wall Street Journal on Thursday, July 7th, so yesterday, anonymous sources revealed that the FDIC is probing Voyager's marketing. A statement on the company's website in December 2019 said, through our strategic relationship with our banking partner, Metropolitan Commercial Bank, all customers U.S. held all customers USD held with Voyager is FDI insured. Okay, so that's interesting. They're only saying the uh, USD is insured and not your crypto asset. This means that in the rare event your USD funds are compromised, you are guaranteed a full reimbursement up to 250000 So the cash you hold on Voyager is protected. So this was a uh, massive selling feature for Voyager. And one of the reasons why it was so... Um, Voyager was used a lot by... Uh, by whales, for lack of a better term. Uh, maybe not whales, but your standard crypto millionaires were, uh, were trusting Voyager to hold their digital assets, quite a few, and uh, a, a lot of well-known ones too in this space. And uh, I think this FDI insurance was one of the reasons why they trusted Voyager. Uh, However, I guess this is a lesson to always read the fine print. However, customers of Voyager recently learned that their deposits were not FDIC insured as marketed by the crypto firm. Also, as a previous statement from Metropolitan Commercial Bank, the MCB, a New York chartered bank and FDIC member stated that Voyager holder holds an ominous account for only U.S. dollars and not crypto. The bank added that the insurance insurance applies the failure of NBC, not Voyager. Okay. Uh, <laughs> blame someone else, right? We've seen a lot of that over uh, the last little while with pretty well every pub, all the public figures, including and institutions, uh, government, banks, and everything else. FDIC insurance coverage is available only to protect against the future failure of Metropolitan Commercial Bank. FDI insurance does not protect against the failure of Voyager. Any act or omission of Voyager or its employees or the loss in value of cryptocurrency or other assets. So if it doesn't, if it's just doesn't protect against all failures, don't market it as such. And uh, if your insurance is crap, like if your insurance, the insurance you're offering is crap, don't use it as a marketing material and just have it there uh, when you're signing up for an account and reading through your user agreement if people choose to do that. Mention it in there, but don't market with uh, 
without your account being insured if your insurance is crap? Like why, uh, why are you setting people up for failure should your, uh, should your institution run into some bumpy uh, or wavy waters, right? Like uh, if your institution has the potential to fail and it could um, because of your overexposure as Voyager has been uh, shown to have be way overexposed with three arrows capital, it's just crazy. Just don't use insurance in your marketing. You can put it in the user agreement that you have it or offer it in the fine print somewhere. Don't use it as a marketing material to gain customers when your insurance is crap. It, uh, it makes me angry that they've done that. Uh, another class action lawsuit. So it's just like litigation investigations in the crypto space. That's what's going on. That's what's going on right now. Class, class action lawsuit claims Solana Sol is an unregistered security. This is, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I like this one. If, uh, We've already had XRP locked up in a lawsuit for uh, two years. Whether you like XRP or don't want to see them fail or don't, you really don't want them to lose this lawsuit because if they lose this lawsuit and they're recognized as a security, pretty well everything else is going to be registered as a security as well except uh, Bitcoin. Plaintiff claims that Solana's sole token is a centralized security with insiders profiting immensely with while retailer traders got wrecked. Oof, they have, <laughs> I think they actually have some grounds for a lawsuit here, uh, unfortunately. Solana Labs is the latest crypto company to be hit with a lawsuit accusing it of promoting an unregistered security. Now, the class action was filed on July 1st by Roche Freeman LLP and Schneider Wallace. Um, in a district court of the Northern District of California on behalf of plaintiff Mark Young, a state resident. The lawsuit accuses Solana Labs, the Solana Foundation, uh, these guys' names I can't read, Multicoin Capital Management, and Falcon X of selling unregistered security tokens in the form of Sol from March 24, 2020. If the prices went down, no one would be upset. Eh? It's only when the price goes down. It's only when people invest money using their own uh, their own will, when their own will to invest their own uh, hard-earned money that was earned by their life force. Uh, so I get why people are upset, but when you're investing money into something, it's you're doing it yourself. No one's forcing you to do it. And uh, the idea that you are not responsible for the risk involved is nonsensical to me. Uh, even with Terra Luna, you got to... Uh, lots of people lost lots uh, lots of money with Terra Luna, but we know when you're investing in these altcoin projects, you have to realize that they could go to zero. I think people say that, but I don't think they realize that uh, in their they haven't processed that in their mind. They're just kind of paying lip service to this. Like, yes, I know this altcoin is high risk. Let me put my whole life savings into it, and then uh, they watch it go to zero, and which has happened. Just happened with Terra Luna Protocol. It could happen with any of these altcoins. It could happen with any of them, and you have to really realize that before you put your hard-earned money into this uh, into this space. There are a couple of safe things here, like Bitcoin, really safe. Ethereum, pretty safe. Everything else is up in the air. And uh, you have to realize that before you throw your money in. And just because something is recognized and uh, some big names are behind it doesn't mean it's a sure thing. We've seen that time and time again now. Uh, take those lessons and just take, you have to take those lessons and you have to learn from uh, mistakes that you've made investing to continue to be successful. You have to learn from it. The plaintiffs also took umbrage. 
That word, it's, it's very strange, umbrage. They also took umbrage with Solana's claim of being decentralized. We've gone over this in the show too, how Solana, I don't think they're truly, I don't consider them truly decentralized. As of May 2021st, insiders held 40% of the Solana supply. The network is thus highly centralized and added like much of uh, much like many projects in the crypto space so uh, this is not out of the norm and it's nothing against Solana I, I am actually looking for an entry in Solana uh, it's not a long-term hold for me it's more a uh, it's gonna be a trade I think at some point um, not not being a long-term hold maybe a little bit of an understatement it's a it's a few year hold um, but it's not a hold forever like your Bitcoin and ETH is. The lawsuit outcome could have significant implications for Solana and the broader crypto industry. Sure could. It could really affect the whole crypto industry. If any of these lawsuits uh, do succeed, whether it be XRP or this one with Solana, if they succeed and they uh, set the precedent that XRP and Solana are securities, uh, the crypto space is in some trouble in the U.S. Worldwide, it'll always be around because the U.S. is the U.S. and uh, the great thing about the crypto space, it is decentralized in the fact that it is a worldwide thing and it's not, uh, it, no country's regulations can really take it out. And uh, there'll still be an option for, you could buy if you're in the States and you want to buy XRP, you can buy XRP still and that, that option will always be there no matter what the lawsuit uh, results are. Same thing with Solana, but it's nice when these things are available in America because that's a huge percent of the market. The suit comes from uh, on top of Solana's ongoing reliability woes. Yeah, so it hasn't affected Solana's price though today because we went through that and is up like 8%. These outages were mentioned in the filing court. See, like, I don't know, mention the uh, outages. When you're investing in a project like this, I don't, this lawsuit is... It seems like this guy is uh, just a whiner because <laughs> uh, when you're investing in a project like Solana, you're essentially acting as a venture capitalist and they're all in beta. So even Ethereum is in beta. So yeah, you, your networks can go down and all that stuff can happen. And that's the risk you're taking when you put, uh, when you put your hard-earned money into these projects. And if you don't want to, then stick with the S&P 500. Because uh, crypto is about uh, the innovation. Crypto and investing in it is about invest being on the cutting edge of innovation and blockchain tech. Web three, Web five now with uh, Jack Dorsey, and they were they are going to be pains throughout. There's going to be growing pains in all these projects, and uh, that's something you have to accept. And this lawsuit kind of seems like bullcrap to me. Um, anyways, I think that is going to be it for today's show. One last article that is important for the open source community, which I have a lot of love for. I'm not a developer at all. However, uh, I am a fan of open source software and have been using it for the last 20 years or so. I'm almost entirely open source uh, and I run my own servers and all that kind of stuff on open source software. I really like that, really dig it. Uh, controversial Mixer, Tornado Cash, open sources, they're UI code. So uh, this is nice to see for users that want the privacy that Tornado Cash offers. Uh, their source code is no longer closed and it is all open source, at least for its UI. Um, yeah, so be aware if you're a Tornado Cash user. And that is going to wrap up today's show. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to thewayofcrypto.com and send me an email through there. 
and I will get back to you. There's also a link for our RSS feed. Uh, if you run your own podcast server, you can uh, link to our RSS on the website, thewayofcrypto.com, and uh, handle all those podcasts yourself. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me at Way of Crypto on TikTok, at Way of Cryptocast on Twitter. And what else we got? If you want to support the show, you can go to uh, Patreon or Patreon.com slash The Way of Crypto. All these links are in the description as well. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that. I kind of explained the tiers at the beginning of the show. And if you want to buy a Ledger device, uh, and if you're in the market for a hardware device, I think this has the, been the biggest outflow of crypto from exchanges to hardware wallets ever in the history in the crypto space ever. Uh, and if you want to kind of join on that parade, if you don't yet have a hardware wallet, please buy one through uh, the link in the description and I'll get 10% of that purchase and a goal goes to help support the show and help us grow and all that kind of stuff. Uh, have a great weekend. I will not see you guys for a couple days. I don't record on Saturday and Sunday uh, unless something crazy happens and there's big news we got to cover. Uh, but other than that, I'll be taking Saturday, Sunday off and I will see you guys on Monday. Have have a great weekend. Bye for now.